so many people here this evening, and it's my joy to be able to open up the Bible for a few minutes this evening. First of all, a great big thank you to everybody who's been involved in tonight's uh, service. Thank you to all the guys who are going to be sorting out the food that we're going to enjoy afterwards. And thanks, Julian, to the gang for sorting and putting the program together. Big thank you to Jordan, who uh, Wednesday that was actually filmed, and uh, we got it here for Friday. So it's uh, pretty amazing And the guys are involved in that. Big thank you. What I love about the video is it actually points us to the heartbeat of this church. I want you to know those who aren't from this church, this church is committed to Jesus and it's committed to the cross. And Phil has already alluded to that. Anybody ready for a bit of a preach? We've been reflective. Anybody want, you know, for 15 minutes, just a bit of a preach on? So let's get a preach on, shall we? If you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn to John and chapter 10, uh, sorry, John and chapter 19, and um, I want to just take the text from verse 30, but before we do that, it says in verse 23 that the soldiers crucified Jesus. But then verse 30 is where I want to um, really just launch off from, because it says there, Jesus said... It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This evening, I want to take the opportunity to talk about, and if I was to bring a title to it, sin started it, but the Savior finished it. I'll say that again. Sin started it, but the Savior finished it. I remember as a 10-year-old walking through a housing estate in Mansfield where we lived. I'd been to my cousin's, and as I walked through, on not a dissimilar sort of night to this, quite light, and it was a different generation then because you were able to walk, weren't you, at 10, through things. You couldn't do that necessarily now. But as I walked through this housing estate, uh, estate, genuinely, I mean, I was renowned for... um, Uh, making comments and and, and creating a little bit of chaos, but I didn't on this particular occasion, and I hadn't done in this neighborhood before, but it just so happened there would be four or five guys who were much older than me who decided to use me as a bit of a football um, around the area, and so they kicked me from all over the place, literally beat me up, and I remember running home. My dad probably can't remember this, But I remember saying to him, he says, what's the matter? I said, I've just been beat up. He said, get in the car. So we got in the car and he drove around and he couldn't find them. And we thought that was the end of it. But a few weeks later, it just so happened that these lads uh, really picked the wrong venue. Because they decided to come to the place where I was at with my big brother. My brother's three years older than me, so I'd be 10 or 11 and he'd be you know, either 13 or 14, and of course he'd had the growth spurt, and he were a big strapping lad, and uh, we were there, and I remember saying to Lee, Lee said, what's the matter? And I said, Lee, the lad who beat me up, the main culprit, is in tonight. He says, what do you mean he's in tonight? He says, he's in tonight. He says, show me where he is. I said, he's the lad. So Lee did no more, and please, younger ears here, I'm not advocating, I will come to the point of it, I'm not advocating violence, I'm not advocating retribution, But my brother walked in 
to the toilets. And I have to confess as well, it was, it was in a church. It was actually in Bosworth Street Church. Sorry, we've got a policeman in the, in the room, so I need to be careful. And he did no more. He walked into this and I followed him. And he saw the lad. He says, you, you had a got my brother, didn't you? No, 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 what are you on about? And he did no more and smacked him straight in the face. He had a bloody face. And uh, that was pretty much the end of it. Because they'd come to cause trouble. They hadn't come to enjoy the service. They'd just come to cause trouble. And off they went. Now, what is the point of that story? I remember as a 10, 11-year-old that I felt utterly powerless. Because I had no power over these big lads. The fact is, I probably could have outrun them, but they'd already got me. And they gave me a good hiding. You see, they started it, but my brother finished it. And the reality is, sin started something, but we didn't have the power to finish it. Because that's the point. Some people here are wondering, what on earth is Good Friday? I've always wondered what Good Friday and Easter is really all about. What it's all about is sin started something. Sin came into the world. And we were utterly powerless, and I'll come to that in a moment, to be able to deal with sin. But at just the right time, Jesus Christ, we saw it on the video, stepped into the world... Because he was able to finish it. And he wasn't just a normal man. He's the saviour, the saviour of the world. See, sin started it, but the saviour finished it. I think that's great news tonight. That is why, although we're here and there's a reflectiveness about what we're doing this evening, there's also a rejoicing in the fact that Jesus Christ came into the world. Now, I'm not advocating violence, as my brother was, you know, did. And neither do I, am I trying to bring some kind of... You know, correlation to, you know, the, the whole thing of, you know, uh, Lee being the Messiah. There wasn't a messianic complex that was running here, but I just thought it would be a good story to just express this. Because the reality is you and I know what it feels like to be powerless. Anybody here would, would be bold enough to say, yeah, Christian, I know what you're talking about. There's times in my life when I felt powerless. I've been powerless to be able to change anything. And you see, that's how we were in this world. Because what had happened was, people had tried to live right and tried to live God. And if you, ever, if you are here tonight and you've tried to live right and live God, that's admirable. But the problem is, it's like the New Year's resolutions. You ultimately always, what? Trip up and fail. That's the point. We try to be God, but actually none of us are God. We can try as hard as we can to be right, but at some point we fail. And that is what, why Jesus stepped into the world. Because we were powerless. Let's read, shall we, what it says actually in Romans 5. And Helen reminded us just a couple of weeks ago in here on a Sunday morning from these verses. Because it says there in Romans in chapter 5 and verse 6. At the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for the sinner. You see, sin entered and started something. It says in Romans 5 and verse 12, this has been part of my reading this week. It says, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man. You see, sin entered the world Sin started something. Now you may say, well, what does this sin look like? Well, the, Paul reminds us the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. But if they're not obvious to you, let me just point some things out. 
Sinfulness is wrapped up in all kinds of things. If you're a liar this evening, not looking at anybody in particular, that's sinfulness. If you're a lover of money, that's classed as sinfulness. If you're a lover of yourself, it's classed as sinfulness. It's not just the things like adultery and murder. There's all kinds of things that every one of us, let's be honest now, every one of us have just enjoyed and wrapped ourselves up in. One of the things that I see about this world in which we live, everybody's so self-absorbed. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? It's all about me. I was impacted by something that I read. I can't even think where it was. But the word I was mentioned, I don't know how many times, thousands of times, in a telephone co- uh, uh, conversation, they just monitored it. And the word I, I, I was just used so many times because it's so self-absorbed. You may say, well, is that wrong? Yes, it is. It really is. The Bible calls it selfishness. And the Bible calls selfishness sinfulness. See, sin started something. It entered the world through one man. It entered through Adam. I could take you there in Genesis, but we haven't got time. But the reality is, when sin started its work, it went very, very quick and very, very deep very quickly. Because as you see, That sin entered in Genesis and chapter 3. The following chapter, we see lies. We see deceit. We see murder taking place. I was always taught as a young boy, small things can lead to bigger things. Anybody know what I'm talking about this evening? And sin entered and started something. It might be tonight. That you know that you are in the clutches of sinfulness. I'm just going to speak it as it it is. There's sinfulness that surrounds you. You might not be a murderer. You might not be an adulterer. But the fact is, you can all relate to some of these things. But it doesn't end there because sin started something, but the Savior finished it. Because he talked about over the period that we've just read with Nathan and Di. And he talks about how Jesus, on that week, as he was led up to the point of crucifixion, here are some of the words that he talks about to describe what happened to Jesus as he was arrested. There are words like he was flogged. He was beaten. He was spat at. He was ridiculed. He was slapped. He was cut, he was whipped, he was pierced, he was set upon, he was nailed, he was gorged. These are some of the words, descriptive words, to describe what happened to this Jesus. Please get out of your mind. This nice Jesus hung upon a cross with a little bit of a trickle of blood pouring down him. He was beaten beyond recognition. And you may say, well, what was the point of that? The point was sin had entered the world. And we saw in that video, Olivia depicting a hopelessness that you and I felt. We were utterly helpless. Tonight, you might feel utterly hopelessness. Phil and I had the joy of going to Albania recently. One of the things we were impacted by when you looked in young kids' eyes, you saw utter hopelessness. You looked in men's eyes of 50, utter Hopelessness. And tonight you might feel like that. 
But Jesus Christ stepped into the world. He was beaten cruelly. He was hurt. He was damaged. Ultimately hung upon a cross. You see, it says here in Romans in chapter 5 and verse 17. For if by the trespass of one man, death reigned. When sin entered the world, sin started something. Sin and death were reigning. They were enjoying themselves. They were having dominion in the world. They were having a great time. They were controlling people. There's all kinds of things that happened over that time leading up to the birth of Jesus. People were powerless. They were trying but weren't able to get themselves on a right footing with God. Sure, they could kill a few bulls and goats and sacrifice. But it all, you know, faded into insignificant the following days. You might be one of them. I meet a lot of nice people, a lot of good people. And that's admirable. But being nice and being good won't get you to Jesus and won't get you to heaven. Let me be bold tonight. Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not all roads lead to Jesus, let me tell you. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. He really is. And through one man, sin came into the world. But Romans 5 is a wonderful chapter because it then leads on. It talks about this death reigning. But then it says in verse 18, the following verse. So also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. What is being described here is the fact of Jesus entering the world and through the sin of one man, Adam, sin entered and reigned, but through the selfless act of Jesus, life, righteousness became on offer. The power of sin and death was broken. A new life, a new order came in, in the person of Jesus Christ. You see, sin started it, but the Savior finished it. He then says in, 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 uh, in Romans 5 and verse 8, that whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for each and every one of us. Sin started it. But the Savior finished it. That is why Jesus, as he hung upon the cross, as I close and draw this to a close, as he was on the cross, and he was, all the words that I've described had happened to him. And as he hung there upon the cross, nailed between two other criminals, he cried in a loud voice, it is finished. Death's power Sin's power over mankind from that moment, all power and dominion of Satan, of death and hell was broken in that one instance. Death was broken. Jesus Christ came to save broken people. Tonight, I want to encourage those who know Jesus Christ... To live in the victory of the cross. When it talks about Jesus, through one selfless act, there was justification 
and there was new life that came. That means to say that Christians, listen to me, we are meant to live in victory. I'm not meaning that everything goes how we want it all the time, but there's a sense in which we know that we stand on victory side. Too many Christians, listen to me, let me just speak this into your heart. Too many Christians live with a past still hovering over them. If you have knelt before the cross of Christ and you have asked Jesus Christ into your life, then Jesus said, it is finished. I have forgiven you. I love you. I've set you free. Live in the victory of the cross tonight. Live in it tonight. I understand this process and this journey, but live in the victory of the cross tonight. Are you hearing me, church? Are you hearing me? But for those who have never, never, ever, ever, heard a message like this. You've never heard what the Good Friday and the Easter Sunday and Easter really means. You thought it were about little bunnies, little Easter eggs. You thought it was a bit of a fairy tale, a bit of a Cinderella sort of story. I want to tell you, there's no Cinderella in this story. This is real. This is graphic. Jesus came and entered into the world to save you from your sin. Tonight, you can know tonight freedom in Christ Jesus. You can know liberation. You can know that hopelessness taken away. You can know that love that you need from, from, you've been looking in all directions, but you can know it from God tonight. You can know the love of God. Whilst we, whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The, the start of that verse is, but God demonstrated his love for us, that whilst we were still sinners... Christ died for us. I'm going to ask the guys if they come because they're going to lead us in one final thing. And I'm just going to ask you if you just come and just play gently in the background, Andy. We're going to close with a great hymn. Julie and Andy are going to uh, lead it off. But I just wonder if everybody would just bow their heads for a moment. Listen to me, Christian church, those who love Jesus and know Jesus. Two things I want to say to you. Please live in the victory of the cross. If you're not living in the cross and the victory of the cross tonight, I just want you as I pray and as they gently play in the background, I want you to just say, God, I'm not going to live in my past, but I'm going to live in my present. I'm going to live in my future in Christ Jesus. Sin started it, but the Savior finished it, and that's what I'm going to live in tonight. That's you. I just wonder if you quietly in your heart say, Jesus, I receive all that you have for me. Those who are part of church life, Phil alluded to it. It's interesting because I just had that washing over me. Some people here are sick tonight. Some people are suffering. Some people are under pressure. Some people feel hard pressed. Talks there, by his wounds we are healed. The stuff that you're going through, I want to encourage you to just bring it before the cross. Just in the quietness of this moment. Just bring it before the cross. Don't wait till Sunday. Bring it before the cross. That pain. Just begin to say, Jesus, I just bring this to you now. But for those who have never received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Those who have never stepped into a true relationship with Jesus Christ. Those who have never received the love of God. I want to encourage you to do something tonight. While every eye is closed and head is bowed, if you've never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you are saying, Christian, would you pray for me tonight? Because I want to know what it is to have hope. I want to know what it is to have love and joy. I want to know what it is to be free. 
And I'm coming to the cross tonight. What a great occasion it would be for you to remember that you committed, you started your faith journey on this Good Friday night. And all you simply need to do, because in a moment I'm going to pray for you. And all I'm going to ask you to do is just raise your hand. And I'll count you in the prayer. Is there somebody tonight who would just raise their hand and say, Christian, will you count me in the prayer? I wonder if you just raise your hand up now and I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. Anybody else tonight? You would say, yes, thank you. Anybody else tonight? Thank you, yes. Anybody else tonight would say yes to Jesus? Count me in this prayer. Anybody else? Sir, madam, young person. Is there anybody else tonight? Thank you. Anybody else tonight? There's four people. Anybody else tonight would say yes to Jesus? Thank you. Lord, I thank you.